When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that channels all of its negative self-talk into ideas for sexy, dirty talk. Uh, you dumb yeah. whore! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking suck it. I don't know. I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz, and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, want want. <laughs> that should be the actual title of today's episode. Yeah, we are uh we're going to talk about our dearly departed person we didn't know at all personally, uh Betty White. Yeah, we're going to talk about Betty White, legendary national treasure, world-renowned icon Betty White. And famously old person Betty White. And, and now super dead. Yes. <laughs> Allegedly, I didn't see the body. Um <laughs> But, um, but, but first but but first here's the news shut your mouth oh wait no fuck my ass okay we're gonna do we're gonna do uh oh, betty white that should be the new <laughs> like addition to that phrase <laughs> uh, feedback and corrections i i i, I always want to do do that before the news um yeah uh so i said that i believed that it was illegal in washington state to sell bottomless mimosas now I'm going to correct that, but it is not the slam dunk Mike was super wrong that necessarily like was implied by y'all's reactions. So in Washington state, it is illegal to sell alcohol for less than you purchased it for. You cannot give alcohol away for free, except in very certain circumstances. And uh, so bottomless mimosas would be illegal if they were to drink so much that they paid less than the booze was worth. And a a lot of places have come up with creative ways of limiting the amount of alcohol that actually gets served to people. And there was an enforcement action that was started in the not too distant past uh, that led a lot of places to remove it from their menus and replace it with pitchers um, that that, uh, fits the sort of the spirit of the law. Um, Spirit. But. But strictly speaking, bottomless mimosas are not illegal as long as the amount that people are drinking is monitored, they can't serve themselves, and that they don't serve them more booze than they have paid for in terms of cost. So uh, I looked at the top 10 bottomless mimosas uh, on Yelp for Seattle, <laughs> and wow. only only one of them had it on their menu and with a big asterisk on it that said must purchase food to our limit on it. Clearly, the gays had descended on that place <laughs> at some point. Um, but yeah, so so strictly speaking, it is not illegal, but the law makes it very difficult to do if you actually are following the law. Mm. And that's 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 sort of why it is a rarity compared to, say, 10 years ago when it was more of a thing, in, in at least in Seattle. Hmm. You spent more time researching that than I did for this entire episode. <laughs> okay, great. Well, cheers to that. Uh, <laughs> Now here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. So you you can't talk about the Betty White in the news. I'm not this going to. Very, 
weird. I mean, I guess well, you could because you can do whatever you want. We don't. No one pays attention to our show that closely. <laughs> but I it was just I just realized that you guys, everybody, Kyle is a tyrant. He is absolutely merciless in his control of what comes out of my mouth. Someone I've, save me. I've carefully concocted <laughs> a carefree aura, but behind the scenes, man, I'm the worst <laughs> period. Worst period. Okay, what's um, up? There is a death in the news, but it is not Betty White. Uh, first oh. up, Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, has been permanently banned from Twitter. Uh, she is uh, like... She's one of just she's a cunt, Kyle. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> like there are certain people I don't like that word. There are certain people for whom I believe it is perfectly acceptable. She <laughs> is virulently transphobic and has been for a really long time. She outside her office, uh, so she she shares a hallway with Democrat Marie Newman, and uh, when that Congresswoman put up a trans pride flag. Marjorie Taylor Greene responded by putting up a sign outside her office that read, quote, there are two genders, male and female, trust the science. She's just, she's just horrible. She, she's yeah. said most Americans don't agree with the invasion of trans, quote, most Americans don't agree with the invasion of trans biological men in girls and women's sports. Your identity is not your sexual preference or what you like to do in the bedroom. Anyway, she is just a piece of work, a horrible <laughs> asshole. Yeah. She it's weird. Been... I completely forgot about that because she's done enough terrible things. I forgot how transphobic she is. Yeah, exactly. Well, she was not kicked off of tr Twitter for her transphobia. She was kicked off Twitter because she can't stop lying about COVID. Oh, yeah. She's been permanently suspended because of her habit of spreading misinformation about COVID-19. Now, I did not realize this, but Twitter has a five strikes and you're out policy, which seems like at least four too many, in my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, uh, quote, we've been clear that per our strike system for this policy, we will permanently suspend accounts for repeated violations of the policy. Hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene has had repeated violations of the company's policies surrounding COVID-19 misinformation. Um, uh, she was suspended back in March of 2021. Um, and oh sorry 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 <laughs> twitter in, announced this process this system in march of 2021 this five strikes and you're out policy and she was suspended like almost immediately <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's she's had she's had five strikes and she so she is she is out other things that she's been just like a total bitch about she's a QAnon conspiracy theorist uh she said that covid-19 is not dangerous unless you're over 65 or fat uh she is just just horrible i fucking hate her and she's no longer on twitter man twitter having more strict policies than like news outlets in like <laughs> that's <laughs> gross but you know i don't know yep. yeah well i guess good riddance uh, despite the sign outside her door that said there are two genders, male and female, trust the science, uh, she was asked in July 2021 by a reporter if she believes in science, and her response was, quote, I believe in God. And if <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there is science. I don't worship science or think that science rules everything. I believe God rules everything. Okay, these days, sometimes, like, <laughs> she agrees that science is a thing. You know what? <laughs> first step we all made that first step together <laughs> yep. and maybe that's the best we can do oh my huh. goodness anyway good riddance to bad rubbish 
Uh, news of the second? Yeah. So Jeffrey McCall, who is the ex-gay leader of the Freedom March, that's the name of the organization, uh, he's the founder and CEO of it, uh, it describes itself as, quote, a diverse group of Jesus followers who have been delivered from LGBTQ identities. So it's it's an ex-gay ministry um but uh yeah he's now uh, apologized a whole bunch on facebook for banging dudes <laughs> oh <laughs> um <laughs> yes Kyle. but i'm like kind of happy for him you know i uh, mean I, I, I yeah it sucks and hip griddle and all that stuff but like you know what get you some <laughs> yeah well well yeah um <laughs> he, uh, he has uh sometimes this guy oh my god just like <laughs> just just suck a dick bro or apparently he has been but um uh, yeah he, he's described himself as both a former homosexual and a former transgender woman because somehow all of that connects for hmm. for him um he appeared in the netflix netflix conversion therapy documentary pray away um and uh but he he admitted to banging dudes in what i think is the most like bizarre convoluted way to say it possible um, he said, quote, I want to share about my fight, my falling short of the glory of God and giving my heart away to a straight man I was trying to help. After denying what I wanted with him, I then went on to fail or fall. I then went on to fall sexually with a man when I felt <laughs> wounded and lonely. This led to multiple falls with men over time. Um, wow that yeah you're right that's like uh, cryptic english like he's trying to write like shakespeare that's there's a lot in there that's like not how humans talk as well (laughs) yeah yep exactly uh it's he never once actually uses the phrase like sex with a man he he, it's um he ends this this long like this rather long quote but uh uh, he says quote this this falling short of the glory of god is not dictating my future i'm gonna start every time i fuck now i'm gonna call it falling short of the glory of god like (laughs) I, I that's I, that's that's fantastic. I love that. You're right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it makes me never want to fall into that sin ever again. Um, I think it's really interesting too that a bunch of other conversion therapy folks are now trying to distance themselves from him mm-hmm. by saying that he's not the true real thing. Right. So, uh, uh, executive director Wayne Basin or Besson. He's the executive director of Truth Wins Out, which is an anti-conversion therapy organization. Quote, Jeffrey McCall is a self-serving con artist who runs a fraudulent organization that preys on vulnerable and desperate LGBTQ people who grew up in religious homes. If McCall had an ounce of integrity, he'd apologize for his rank hypocrisy and shut down his odious Freedom March racket before it ruins more lives. McCall's own actions prove that he has no ability to help anyone, starting with himself. That damn got it. That's it. That's got it. Wow, that was very well said. That yep. guy. <laughs> yep. Well done, Wayne Basin. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so no, the ex gay folks don't like him. The the like normal gay folks don't like him either, of <laughs> course. So uh, again, I I I yes, Kyle. I've fallen short of the glory of God many times. I know. I I mean, like, I hope to fall short of the glory of God soon. Um, <laughs> it's 2022 is a new year new year new you um news the last i said that there was another there was a death in the news that it wasn't very yeah. white and that's absolutely true former senate majority leader harry reed is dead at 82 he was the senior senator senior senator from 
uh, the state of Nevada and the Senate majority leader during the Obama era. And uh, President Obama has said that he wouldn't have been elected if it weren't for Harry Reid. And uh, but he was also a steadfast LGBTQ ally. And we have him to thank for um, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Oh, that that happened under his stewardship of the Senate. As you might be familiar, the Senate's rules are absolutely fucked. And basically, Mitch McConnell, whoever's in charge, can do or can can make whatever they want to come to the floor or stop it. They they have a lot of power over what happens in the Senate. And uh, the, the anyway, the repeal of the anti-military, anti-LGBTQ um, uh, military ban, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, was repealed under him. I thought this was really sweet. So Lieutenant Dan Choi, an Iraq war veteran who was discharged because of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, gave Harry Reid his West Point ring, his graduation ring, with the agreement that it would be returned after the ban on service members was repealed. Uh, And he promised that he would ensure the repeal. And after the repeal, he invited Choi back to his office and returned the ring. Um, So, yeah, I, I think... Also, also noteworthy. Uh, he's uh, he's um, a Mormon, so hmm. he he's a, a Democrat, but a, a Mormon, and that is not a church that's super friendly to LGBTQ people. And it's an example of both. Um, you shouldn't be hasty and lump people in just because of their associations or affiliations, but also it's entirely possible to be an exception and do the right thing no matter what community you're a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. Harry Reid um, is is uh, has been really important to us as a community, and uh, it's uh, sad sad to see that he has left us. But yeah, um, wow. I didn't. It, it's less sad for me because I didn't know all that until this moment. So it's oh. yeah, you know. <laughs> but now I care, kind of. Yeah. Yep. That's the news. That's the news. Um, speaking of other people I care about, um, I want to thank the following Patreon members. If you join Patreon, you get lots of extra bonus content, including uh, last week's, which um, Dan did some butt chugging of champagne. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to hear or see that from the not all the. But yeah, go ahead and sign up. Um, you can sign up at patreon.com slash gayish podcast. I never do it in this order. Every That's great. Uh, I want to thank the following supporters. CountryDoc79. Thanks wow. for using your AIM screen name. Uh, Mason <laughs> Barnett. Uh, James oh. Carpenter. And this one is a puzzler. It's just a blank space. Just- like Taylor Swift. Like it, it, it's, oh, God. It was just a blank. Like... There wasn't even a, there was nothing there. Hey, hey, blank space. Check to make sure you still get all your shit. And I don't know if that breaks anything on Patreon. I don't know how you have a blank space for your name. But thanks. I don't know. Um, Thank you, everyone. That's the end. Great. Do you want to talk about Betty White? Let's talk about Betty White. Okay. I mean, predictably, I was going to start with the history of Betty White and or, you know, her biography, which, Kyle, I'm going to try to spare you because... Like, I know, I know, I know. You're not going to enumerate her full list of achievements in life? Okay, so just like with the Cher episode, uh, which Cher is still alive, everybody. I don't know if you knew that. Um, (laughs) uh, Although although in the Patreon segment, uh, fucking Dan is going to talk about a bunch of people that are famous that are almost dead or might Mm -hmm. be dead. It's like, who's going to die next? We're going to play a game and see if we can jinx anybody. 
I mean, the rule of threes, <laughs> like, I, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. Oh, um, okay, wait, but, Mike, I was going to say, before we do that, I uh, I also just wanted to mention, like, we don't usually do, like, topical episodes, but it just, mm. like, came, this happened, we were uh, together, and we were like, oh, yeah, like, this would be an interesting topic, and luckily, I think there's enough things to talk about for Betty White, but, yeah, um, yeah that's why we're doing this, we just kind of decided to do it, we're, I don't yeah. think we're going to, we're going to be doing topical episodes in, in, a, in a new format or anything, but, uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, she died, she died New Year's Eve, which I think is, is pretty, pretty great because, uh, <laughs> I think everybody was sort of distracted by New Year's Eve stuff. So, you know, it, she didn't necessarily have to mm. be like the focus all day in the news cycle or whatever. There's like enough stuff going on. I feel like if she had died at a different time, like we would have this big long morning process, which might happen next week or two weeks from yeah. now when they were going to do her hundredth birthday, which I guess yeah. they're still going to do. Um, just... Well, they're missing a key component, <laughs> but yep. are they going to weekend at Betty's her? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I love that She's, so much. She seems like the type of person that would kind of be down with that. I, th- <laughs> but... I think so too. Absolutely. Um, okay. Any, Betty White's biography, just like with the share episode, I'm going to miss some things. I'm going to fuck some things up. I'm going to gloss over something somebody out there is going to think was super important and I should have gone in depth. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Have your own podcast. No, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, but, but I, I do, I do think it's worth sort of running down this, this 99 years of an incredible woman. So, uh, uh, her middle name was Marion. That's weird. Barry, <laughs> uh, God, my brain today. Good You're luck so editing. distraught over Betty White. Yeah, I am. It's good, hard well, to good, think. Good luck editing me. I just I can't read today. I keep like like I don't have dyslexia, but I imagine this is what it's like because mm. I can't I can't make my mouth say the words that I'm looking at, and usually I'm pretty good at that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Betty Marion White. She was born in Oak Park, Illinois, on January seventeenth, nineteen twenty-two, and she passed away eighteen days before her one hundredth birthday. Which girl get it? <laughs> yeah betty is usually short for elizabeth that is not her name oh. she has said that her name on her birth certificate is betty uh she and her family moved from illinois out to california during the depression uh i think it's really funny that uh one of the very first things that she ever did that had anything to do with entertainment uh was at eight years old she called into a radio show in 1930 <laughs> um she graduated from Beverly Hills High School in 1939. Uh, at graduation, she said that she wanted to be a forest ranger. Unfortunately, women were not allowed to be a forest ranger because it was the 30s. Um, so she decided to try writing instead. And writing led to performing. And that led her to decide that that's what she was made for and what she wanted to do with her life and her career. Uh, she took a break during World War II. She drove a PX truck. <laughs> she took a which, break during World War II. She's so fucking old. <laughs> like that's right. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. was she, well. Yeah, she, no. she was. She was old enough to to take a break. Right. <laughs> um, during World War II, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, she drove a PX truck, which I don't know what that is, with military supplies uh, to the Hollywood Hills during that break. Uh, it was during that time that she met her first husband, Dick Barker, who was a United States Army Air Forces aircraft pilot. Uh, just after World War II, they got married and they moved to Bell Center, Ohio, because Barker owned a chicken farm there and he wanted to embrace a simpler life. 
Betty was not down and uh, made She was him... struggling with Dick? She yeah, had... exactly. She... <laughs> yep. 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 She, she didn't... She didn't like the cock farm. She didn't like her husband, Dick. Either. <laughs> anyway, uh, they re- she made them return to Los Angeles and they got divorced within a year. So oh. um, don't really know necessarily what the dynamics were there, but like he got her to move to the farm country and she's like, fuck this noise. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. Are you coming with me or what? I, th- I find this fascinating. A- she After the war and after they moved back to L.A., she made the rounds to movie studios and was looking for work. And they kept turning her down because she was not photogenic enough. Hmm. Which, if you look at pictures of Betty White when she's in her 20s and 30s, she is goddamn fucking gorgeous. And I don't know if, like, standards of beauty have changed or or if it's something about the way that she screen tested. I don't, I don't know. It's just as mystifying to me that they, that they would be like, you have a face for radio, which, mm. which we get. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she started to look for radio jobs. Didn't matter if you were photogenic or not. And uh, she started reading commercials, playing bit parts in different uh, dramas, radio dramas. And um, eventually she was offered her own radio show, the Betty White show, which uh, she would later go on to have a television show also called the Betty White show. Uh, in 1947, she married Lane Allen, a Hollywood talent agent. Uh, he wanted a family. She said, no, I don't want kids. Um, and so they divorced because she didn't she didn't want to have a family with him. So they divorced in 1949. They were together for like a, a little under two years. Yes, Scott. I'm making some connections to like gay shit, too. Like these are uh, interesting decisions that she's had, like making a decision uh, to not want to have a family and pursue like a career like that is especially for the time like that is not an expected choice yeah absolutely hmm. yeah I, I, I mean especially in the 1940s right like, yeah. like the narrative is totally like do nothing with your life but get married and be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. and she's like fuck that noise that's not yeah. what i'm doing uh anyway so in uh, in 1949, she started appearing on daily live television. Um, there was a variety show called Hollywood on television, and uh, it, it, he she she uh, became co-hosts with a man named Al Jarvis. It ran in the Los Angeles market, and uh, in 1952, the her co-host uh, re- retired or left the show, and uh, so she took over and uh, did it by herself. So. She for six days a week for about four years. She ran this television show, and that was her in. God, that sounds exhausting, right? Yeah, uh, she did a lot of singing on that show. Apparently, she would sing at least a couple of songs on every broadcast. Damn! Uh, in 1951, she was nominated for her first Emmy as Best Actress on Television, competing with Judith Anderson, Helen Hayes, and Imogene Coca. The award went to Gertrude Berg. And uh, I have at no that idea point, who any of those people are. Yeah, no, me, me neither. And uh, I mean, she was nominated for her first Emmy 70 years. No, 70 years ago. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> There's like, some things like I, I, I was looking up like Glad Media Awards and I was like, when did they start the Glad Media Awards? Because like <laughs> the thing she did might have existed before that. Like you have to mm-hmm, you have to start mm-hmm, looking mm-hmm. up. Did this happen before? <laughs> like, yep, yeah. Absolutely. Did the Emmys exist back then? <laughs> Let's look um, that information up. So, something that I didn't know was uh, apparently the the Emmy for Best Actress used to go to the actress. It wasn't tied to a show. Like now you get the Best Actress Emmy for like uh uh 
think of God. any show, Mike. Any name a show. Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Great. Uh, and and that's that's it would be your specific work in this in this case it was just like your career this wow. year. Um, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so she started a show called Life with Elizabeth that was nationally syndicated from 1952 to 1955. She uh, was one of the very uh, first women ever to be a producer. She had full creative control in front of and behind the camera, and that was a very very big deal. Uh, she, at the same time, from 52 to 54, she was doing the Betty White show on television. Um, so busy. She's a busy bitch. Mm. Uh, let's see. So she was on a bunch of game shows. Uh, she was uh, uh, she was on Password and Super Password and What's My Line and To Tell the Truth and I've Got a Secret and Match Game and Pyramid. She was on. She was on all of them. And she happened to marry the host of password alan ludden in 1963 and uh, she changed her name to betty white ludden i guess he had to propose to her twice before she said yes <laughs> uh, uh and then uh yeah i get they seem they seem like actually super in love uh he died of stomach cancer in 1981 and uh in an interview with larry king uh he asked her if she ever wanted to remarry and she replied by saying quote once you've had the best, who needs the rest? It's what every um, dude I fuck says. Right. <laughs> it fall from the grace of God or whatever. <laughs> yes, every, every dude I fall from the grace of God with. Um, so when I was uh, looking at things that gay people identified with about her, one of the things that they made this – I don't know that I would have done this, but one of the articles made this comparison of having a spouse that died in the 80s. Uh, yeah. Although not from AIDS, that's an experience a lot of – gay couples had so that that was yeah. something they pointed to as like a i don't know why we may relate to her yeah i think that's a pretty good a, a pretty good point i relate I to her so. because i also hope to be married a third time <laughs> have that be the last one <laughs> i'm on track betty <laughs> she was on so many game shows she got called the first lady of game shows that was one of her nicknames uh, then for the rest of her life so uh, in 1973, she started appearing on the Mary Tyler Moore show as Sue Ann Nivens, which uh, for reasons that will become clear later in her career mm -hmm. is basically the opposite of Rose Nyland from from <laughs> Golden Girls. It's, she's man hungry um, and this sort of sickly sweet like uh, nymphomaniac <laughs> and um I don't need uh, to do the draw the comparison to gay men there, do I? We, nope. all, we all okay, okay. You get it, you get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, she got her second and third Emmys because of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, let's see. She almost didn't get that job because of weird, like I don't know what to. She was already friends with Mary Tyler Moore. They were super tight, like they would hang out and stuff. And so then when um, uh, who was it? Uh, Valerie Harper left the Mary Tyler Moore show. There was a spot that they wanted to fill with another woman. And they wrote this character for Betty White, or at least said that Betty White was going to be perfect for this character. And then they tried to cast a bunch of other people. And the whole thing was they hmm. didn't want to offer it to Betty White and then have her friendship with Mary Tyler Moore be affected because it didn't work out. Also, like, I don't know, it's just business. Like, you would think, you would think that, like, apparently they got over it. She, you know, auditioned for the role, got it, and then was amazing. 
Um, she she got the role she they wrote for her. That's cool. Yeah, and she got a bunch of Emmys for it. In the 70s, she uh, invented this character called Ellen Harper Jackson on the Carol Burnett show and uh, was in several sketches. That's important because uh, then Mama's Family, which was a sitcom that Carol Burnett and that whole cast of people started in 1983. That character, because she had been a recurring character on the Carol Burnett show, became part of uh, Mama's Family and it was on Mama's Family that she started working with uh, Rue McClanahan. So they had like a, they were on the same show together before Golden Girls. Hmm. Let's see. She uh, in 1983 she be, she uh, she won a daytime Emmy for uh, outstanding game show host and was the <laughs> first the first woman um, to to do that. Her game show I only included this because of the gay angle. The game <laughs> show's name was Just Men with an exclamation point at the end. Just Men. What is that? This is, I don't care about the rest of either of our segments. What is just men? And, and can we bring it back? Uh, uh, two female contestants, one usually a returning champion competed. The object of the game was for the women to win keys by correctly predicting answers to questions posed previously to a panel of seven celebrities, all of whom were men. Hmm. Hence the name of the show. One of the keys started a car, which Betty White demonstrated with the actual key at the start of each program before dropping it into a clear plastic box along with six other keys. The keys slid down a series of slopes inside the box, emerging through an opening at the bottom of the box, and White then took all seven keys out of the box, the identity of the ignition key now obscured by the shuffle, and handed one key to each of the panelists. Um, Sounds like the weirdest key party ever. (laughs) Very disappointing, because you just get a car and not sex with a stranger. Um. Yeah, I, I, I do. That's an interesting, if dated and sexist concept for a show. Um, <laughs> that's fun. That's a fun <laughs> sexism. <laughs> uh, in 1985, she started on Golden Girls, which I know we're going to talk a whole bunch about Golden Girls later on in the show, uh, as Rose Nyland. Um, this is a story that is told over and over and over again. But initially, she was offered the role of Blanche, and Rue McClanahan was offered the role the role of Rose. And then they switched. Um, like a key party. <laughs> like a key party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Golden Girls ended in 1992. They spun off the Golden Palace with Rose Blanche and Sophia. The whole reason was B. B. Arthur was like, fuck this. I'm done being Dorothy. Bye. <laughs> uh, I didn't know there was a spinoff from that. Huh. Yeah. One season called the Golden Palace. Uh, also canonically, uh, the shows Empty Nest and Nurses, both set in Miami, are in the same universe as the Golden Girls because Rose Nyland made appearances on those shows as well. I'm going to f- start going faster. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just looked at the clock. I'm like, 33 minutes. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, she was on The Bold and the Beautiful in 2006, which I didn't know Betty White was on daytime TV at, you know, <laughs> on a fucking soap opera. Uh, she w- in 2009, she was in the movie The Proposal on uh, alongside of Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds, which started their adorable back and forth about Ryan Reynolds is in love with Betty White. Like, <laughs> like she won't leave her alone or he won't leave her alone was like there were lots of jokes about that, which are they're all they're all adorable. Uh, in, in 2010, there was this big campaign to get her to host Saturday Night Live, which ultimately was successful. And, uh, she, uh, she hosted Saturday Night Live on May 8th of 2010. That made her at age 88, the oldest person to ever host the show. Um, the, the, the previous record holder was a woman who won 
the anybody can host contest in 1977, which this little story of like Hollywood history is fucking incredible to me. Saturday Night Live in 1977 had a contest called Anybody Can Host, and the winner was a fucking 80 year old woman. So they had her host Saturday wow. Night Live, and uh, and then like never again. <laughs> Did that yeah, they, they never repeated that again. Huh. Uh, but uh, Betty White for hosting SNL got a uh, uh, Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. She was in Hot in Cleveland after that, which had a great run. I enjoyed that. She was uh, Ella Ostrovsky in, in, in that. Just, just, I mean, 80 years in television, she, or, or in media, and uh, I, she's, she's fucking amazing and a treasure and, and will be sorely missed. And uh, I give you now back, I yield back the balance of my time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you representative um i want to talk about i feel like uh, whenever we talk about a person i like to look at especially people that are labeled an lgbt icon or a, a gay icon what uh, have they earned that what have they done to earn that do i yep. agree with it all that shit so like I, does she deserve that does shit? she deserve that shit did you do you have a feeling of if she deserves that shit um, I didn't know that you were going to do a, a segment on this. Um, Great. In, in, so, in, in, in like researching her life and stuff, I saw some anecdotes about her supposed support for the queer community. But and I, I'm I'm reasonably certain that she wasn't anti. But I didn't look. I, I don't know. I don't know if she, I don't know if she deserves that shit or not. Kyle, tell me. Well, though I was the, <laughs> I was trying to get your like your initial reaction without the information. So you're okay. But so you're you're Actually, not hey, like. Kyle. Oh hi hey. If she's Mike. if she's anti-gay, please don't tell me. Don't kill this for me. I want to remember her forever as dear, sweet Betty White, whom I love and treasure and adore. Let's ruin Betty White. Um, <laughs> something that like like other female, uh, unlike other female gay icons, she is not the same style of like you know a beleaguered like has has been down on her luck and had to claw back up against like you know there's there's all these tropes that we've mentioned about and maybe it's just the pop stars i don't know because i don't know like she does not have the same quality that other uh like female gay icons do she's a different type which i think is interesting anyway yeah so in just about every post or story that i saw about betty white's death from an lgbt like news source news source or twitter what have you said like lgbt ally betty white or gay icon betty white like consistently that is how i saw her name being reported like by those words so it is enough that like all the you know everyone's saying it um (laughs) and (laughs) Uh, in an article on the Daily Beast by Kevin Fallon, uh, Kevin started it by saying, it is, it's a little known fact that when you receive your gay card, it was hand delivered by Betty White, oh, oh. <laughs> which I thought that was funny. I think uh, oftentimes more than I would almost want to give uh, them credit for these things is the work that she does, the, the shows that she has been in, LGBT people love those shows and especially gay men love those shows. So it's yeah. like, you don't necessarily like, we like the media just like pop. Like we like the pop songs. So that's part of what makes them an icon. Um, and this article I was looking at talked about in the TV show looking, they reference mm-hmm. like gold girls and Jonathan Groff's character watches that apparently on RuPaul RuPaul's 
podcast. She talks a lot about Golden Girls. Like we like Golden Girls and the shows she's done. So that's a part of it. Um, She tangible thing, but like not too much detail. I found she is a strong supporter of the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Uh, She's a supporter of GLAAD. She's appeared at the GLAAD Media Awards. I don't think she, I couldn't find, I don't think she's actually won. And I don't think Golden Girls actually won for Glad- the Glad Media Award. And this is where I looked it up, and there was an overlap in Golden Girls and uh, w- Glad had started by the time Golden Girls was still on the air. But yeah. um, <laughs> but but she like showed up and stuff. She Betty White in an article said that she attributes her LGBTQ plus following to to her racy characters and her love of animals. Mm. Which yeah. does she just mean? Because we like animals too, or is she like, I like bears, they like bears, you know? Oh. <laughs> no, I think that's what she means. And I, you know, we, we've not, we've not talked about it that much on the show, but I think that like gay people are so starved for unconditional love because of the fucked up world that we live in that like they like dogs a yeah. lot. Yeah. Like, we did it, talk about that on the episode about dogs that got surprisingly sad. <laughs> did I know, not mean right? for that episode to be so sad. <laughs> I still think about that sometimes. Um, and then I uh, looked up a few quotes. So she has publicly talked about her support for uh, gay marriage, gay rights. Uh, in 2010, in an interview with Parade, she said, quote, if a couple has been together all that time and there are gay relationships that are more solid than some heterosexual ones, I think it's fine if they want to get married. I don't know how people can get so anti something. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In an interview with Larry King in 2014, she said, I don't care who you sleep with, whom you sleep with. I don't, I I don't, it's what kind of a human being are you? And in an interview that showed up on uh, WNYC in 2011, she said, the gay community seems to like old ladies. They always have. (laughs) Especially old, like, like inappropriate ladies, like ladies that give zero fucks anymore. Like, <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I, my next seg, I don't know if I should like dive into that, but like as a side thing, I was like, why do gay men like old ladies? And that's going to be my next segment. But, okay, <laughs> I, but to, to finish this, like, I, I think, you know, she's probably right that the character she played who, yeah, you, you talked about the, like, the horny man hunt hunting one. And then like golden girls just as a show got like made racier jokes that, and and sexual jokes that um, anyway. uh, Yeah. I I think it's about the, the characters and, and you know, she did shit that I, I feel like I always like downplay things. Like if you were a giant star, like Betty white and you are supporting gay marriage, in interviews that's really big that's a a rando like you or i you know random random straight person just saying i support gay marriage is like that's not very much but like to use your celebrity to push it like that you know so she did shit yeah Yeah. we and we like her so we get her you know we get to decide who's a gay icon so yeah you know i'll go yeah yeah. i'll go with yeah i'm done with that (laughs) okay (laughs) Can can I go into uh, gay men and old ladies? <laughs> gay men and old ladies, sure. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I I aspire to be an old lady. Okay. D- why? And, and maybe this will help set up. I, I don't have the answer. I don't know. Like, there's not too much research on this, surprisingly. So why, why do you want to be an old lady, Mike? 
I want to drink martinis and wear moo-moos and I want to I want to give zero fucks. I want to tell people exactly what I think about them without any anxiety or remorse. I want I just I, and I want to kick it with my other old lady friends and do old lady <laughs> things together like play bridge and day drink. Yeah. <sighs> also like maybe we need to like I don't know define old lady a little bit too, right? Like it blows me away that the golden girls were like in their late fifties and then and, mm. and in their sixties, it was never. I don't think it was ever like fully. Con- I might be wrong about that, mm. but um, you know, late fifties and and sixties, uh, except for Sophia, and uh, that does not seem old to me now. And no, yeah, these <laughs> days that would not be what we would. Those characters would not be that age. They would be yeah. older. Older, yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, the only thing that I could find those close enough, which I, I think may. I, I think there is something to this weird stereotype that I stumbled into that, you know, because of Betty White's quote, that there is something that we like about old women. And I, do, I don't know what it is, but um, there was an article in bitchmedia.org. Nice. Sure, you nice. <laughs> um, by Jennifer uh, Keshin Armstrong in 2013 that was called Four Reasons Gay Culture Loves Shows About Straight Older Women. So this is about the shows, not the people but um close as i could get one older women serve as role models role models for gay men when we don't have role models in the media like when when you and we've talked about this for like pop stars of like well in the past you can't have a gay pop star like that wasn't an option that wasn't available so who do we then go to and and like yeah. and, and yeah. Yeah. older women um uh, get to could serve that role of someone we looked up to um in the media, um, the, uh, David white in 2009 wrote a piece in the advocate called designing women made you gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And he said, quote, uh, these characters quote taught a lot of gay guys of the late eighties, how to carry themselves and gave them the haughty dialogue they needed to bash back when life got them down. I mean, that was the night the lights went out in Georgia. It like that sentence made everybody gay. I think from, from designing women do you I, remember that scene no i i thought you were talking about something else but no, no. I'll, I'll i'll show it to you i'll show okay. it okay you. you don't have to but or right. whatever I, I never watched designing women i don't anyway so I, but uh, basically i just did a long a whole lot longer exposition of what you said of like just like say what you think and not give a shit what people think yeah um, second reason uh shows another side uh to life than marriage and children because when when you're older those are no longer especially in like golden girls like that those are no longer the central points of your life and like older women we as gay men are expected to have those things that we care about and and that's what society and then we have to be like oh i'm like children like i maybe not i don't know and so like that you know we have similarity there um they get to talk about sex and make raunchy jokes yeah um, and the fourth one is they, uh, prioritize friendships. So the shows are often like uh, about the friendships and the family that you create together, which. Yeah. Do you want to be an old lady, Kyle? Yes. Abs- for all the same reasons that you just said, like uh, to drink and, <laughs> you know, just like rock and a rocking, rocking chairs are cool. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I do. T- I definitely do. Uh, Rocking chairs are cool. 
af like blankets or cool afghans you blankets know? are cool <laughs> blankets uh, you're right moomoo's god if i could just wear a like a big flowy something and not yeah not that i i couldn't probably incorporate this into my like outfit because i don't dress dress stellarly right now sure, so sure, it'd sure. be just a different kind of weird dress that i could do anyway i also think there's sort of a, a permission to over accessorize like you can wear as oh. much fucking bling as many rings and bracelets and giant ass earrings and necklaces as you want to go for it yeah like coco chanel said before you leave the house put on 10 more giant fucking earrings <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yep yeah yep um i think that i yield my time <laughs> okay great Great. Uh, so we're going to play a quick game, Kyle. Ooh. The name of the game is... In Just Betty White Men. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Just Men. Uh, did Betty White say it? Okay. Did Betty White say it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, are you ready for this? I'm going to say a quote. You have to tell me if it's something Betty White said. Okay. All my life, even as a kid, I have preferred men older than I am. Unfortunately, today I don't think there's anyone older than I am. <laughs> I thought she dated people younger than her. Did I thought her I thought her relationships were with I'm going to say no. I'm going to say she almost said that, but I think she, I think she was like married to younger people. So no, she did not. Incorrect. She did say that oh, indeed. Um, okay. Yeah. She, she, uh, I, <laughs> she, into daddies, apparently. Betty White. <laughs> uh, that might be the gayest thing about her. <laughs> um, okay. Here's number two quote You can always tell about somebody by the way they put their hands on an animal. Oh, she liked animals. Yes. She said it. She absolutely said that. She was a huge animal rights activist and, um, uh, known known for that and I love that quote because I absolutely agree with her like mm. people who are rough with animals ever just mm. that is a bad person yeah yeah um okay this is a dialogue and I want to know if you <laughs> like if it's properly attributed to Betty White Andy Cohen <laughs> you're the queen of television Betty White better you say that to me than I say that to you <laughs> <laughs> i really hope so yes i'm gonna say yes yes she absolutely oh said God. that to andy cohen that's so fucking funny <laughs> isn't that great <laughs> <sighs> uh okay here we go uh quote why do people say grow some balls balls are weak and sensitive if you really want to get tough grow a vagina those things take a pounding <laughs> I've heard that thing. I'm going to go. We haven't had a no yet. I'm going to go. I'm going to say no. That quote gets attributed to Betty White all over the Internet, and she did not say it. It is oh. not her. Um, she when when she was asked about it, she said, quote, that's what I hate about Facebook and the Internet. They can say you said anything. I would never have said that. I'd never say that in a million years. Uh, proper attribution. Apparently, there's a New York stand-up comedian named Shang Wang uh, <laughs> who had uh, a whole uh, segment uh, in in a, in a stand-up routine that was roughly the same idea. And it's possible that Shang actually uh, uh, stole that uh, from Hal Sparks. Adorable, very attractive Hal Sparks, who also had a um, uh, a whole segment. I think I think the part I think that part of his stand-up was called uh, "Pussies Are Stronger." Or something. Uh, House Sparks, um, like from Queer as Folk? Yep. Huh. Yep. 
Um, okay. Quote, all through the South, there was this whole ruckus that they were going to take the show off the air if we didn't get rid of Arthur because he was black. At that point, it was a very heavy thing. And I said, I'm sorry, but he stays. Live with it. Yes. Because I think I know what this is referring to. She absolutely said that about dancer Arthur Duncan being on the Betty White show in 1954. Hmm. Uh, like, I mean, that's. I mean, that's the 50s, Kyle. It's not it's <laughs> not that's that's not, you know, it, it's just so early for her to yeah. just be like, like. Uh, but yeah, she had a black dancer on her show and the South freaked the fuck out. And she said, I don't care, which lucky, <laughs> lucky that it was her show and she had the power to, to do that. Right. Didn't it eventually get canceled? Like, didn't it get canceled soon after that? Um, no one knows. It's, it's impossible to tell. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> okay. Next one. Did Betty White say this? Just setting it up a little bit. This whole thing about Republicans hate Sesame street. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and and Senator uh, Josh Hawley uh, was talking about masculinity and and how uh, it's under attack from the left, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Betty White tweeted, quote, I've seen a lot of men in my day and I'll be damned if Josh Hawley doesn't wear women's underwear. Oh, I'm going to say no, she didn't. Uh, that is correct. She did not say that. Uh, there were a couple of tweets that were put out by at Betty M white on Twitter, which is a, uh, a joke, a satire, oh. uh, 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 Twitter. Uh, the other one, um, that, uh, gets misattributed to her all the time. It was about big bird. Republicans hate big bird now. Uh, <laughs> But I, I wish she had said it. Quote, as someone who had a 20-year relationship with a PBS star playing Big Bird, he never gave two shits what anyone thought about his feathery ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which that doesn't sound very Betty White-ish at all, does it? Okay, we got three more, Kyle. Okay. Next, quote, animal lover that I am, a cougar I am not. Oh, I'm going to say yes, because I'm going to guess that was it from Hot in Cleveland. She did say that. I don't know if it was from Hot in Cleveland or not. I, I think it was a real a real quote. Oh, I'm going to make up my own headcanon as Great. to why she has said these things. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, and as we established earlier, she has a thing for daddies. So she's not a, yep. she's not a cougar. Mm -hmm. uh, next quote. I'm older than sliced bread. I've seen on the Internet that she's older than sliced bread. But I. Yeah, I'll say yes. She said that. Okay, it's a slightly <laughs> trick question. I could not find an example of her actually saying that sentence out loud. Uh... However, she is definitely was definitely older than sliced bread. She was born in 1922, and the first commercially available sli bread slicing machine uh, came out in 1928. So that was, that was a good one. That was a good. I appreciate the the thought that yep. went into that thing that tricked me. Uh, last quote, when I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yes, she said that in her monologue uh, when hosting Saturday Night Live. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, that is, uh, <sighs> yeah, you win, Kyle. You won. Ding, 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 ding. Show him what he's won, Dan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> As he looks for something. Well, that's did Betty White say it, Kyle? And you did fantastic. Thanks, Mike. Um, I'm going to tell you now about the Golden Girls. 
Great. Okay. Now here's the thing, Kyle. Okay. Ooh. This is where our slight age difference might really work in my favor because I I remember watching a lot of first run Golden Girls with my grandmother. Like it was oh, kind no of way. a way that we, a way that we bonded. And uh, I think Golden Girls started before you were born. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. I I never watched it. Like I I um watched some shows during Nick at Night. Like I watched Bewitched and something else. Anyway, but I, Golden Girls was never one that I watched during those reruns but i have watched it as an adult um yeah. when it came on one of the i forget which tv viewing platforms that i watched it on um so i have seen the full like series did i watch it during covid it doesn't matter and i don't remember um but uh, yeah so i've seen the full thing loved it and yeah it's it's very difficult for things to hold up so far <laughs> after they have yeah. been made. Like, I mean, Will and Grace doesn't hold up, and, and that was, you know, twenty years later. 20, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I also want to a little bit uh, similar to what I did before, like talk about some of the gay undertones or why do gay men like um, Golden Girls so much and. Sure. As I was like kind of writing, writing things down and thinking about it, I, I mentioned before on why we like old women. Um, th- these four women were a chosen family. Um, yeah. They yeah. exactly they, the phrase that I've been like r- ruminating on is chosen mm, family. Yeah. 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 Which is uh, very, I don't know. I, I still don't think you see that in too many shows of like a group of people that live together in a house because they decided to end our friends. Like, I don't know. That's just, that's very rare. And um, aren't in college. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, uh, talked about, they made raunchy jokes and, and sexual jokes. And I think both gay people are supposed to kind of fit in to society by not talking about their sexuality, you know, by, by dimming down your sexuality, that's 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 more pl- plausible, platable, pl- palatable. <laughs> we got there together. Um, palatable <laughs> to like other people, and I think it's the same way for old women are not supposed to like be horny and talk about right. all the sex they want to have. You know, like right. the, yeah. so. I think both groups like to to have these women making sexual jokes and then also have storylines about them like going on dates and fucking and you know whatever um yeah uh, was rare and cool they uh, i wrote that sophia she is one catty bitch and i think that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know gay people love being catty people to each other and and that so i think that's something we like um and then i saw in an article it talked about women living together as friends which is like they're not gay but it's a very lesbian trope like just saying that phrase women living together as friends um so uh, you know they they had some gay episodes they talked about things like aids um and shit but there was it it was not a gay show but those are some of the reasons i could find that that gay people would be drawn to that uh that show apparently apparently one of the reasons that lesbians love betty white by the way is that her stepdaughter is a lesbian and she's been super super supportive of her um i'll I'll just read this from from a national Enquirer article quote betty remains very close to his uh talking about alan ludden um betty remains very close to his youngest daughter sarah this is the most lesbian sentence ever (laughs) 
a 59-year-old sixth-degree black belt karate champion <laughs> who runs a martial arts studio in Chicago with sure. her partner of more than 20 years, Nancy Lanoue. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about wanting to be old women. I don't want to be the old woman that r- runs, runs shit and has to fight <laughs> shit. Like, uh, no, I want to be the kind that just chills. Um, yeah. I'm... One, glad I didn't know that, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Also, two, glad you mentioned that, because that is just the type of fact someone would write in and be angry we didn't mention. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I I wrote down, I watched the um, like YouTube clips of where they talked about uh, gay shit. So this one is about gay marriage. Oh, look, I can accept the fact that he's gay, but why does he have to slip a ring on this guy's finger so the whole world will know? Why did you marry George? We loved each other. We wanted to make a lifetime commitment. Wanted everybody to know. That's what Doug and Clayton want, too. Everyone wants someone to grow old with. And shouldn't everyone have that chance? Uh, Sophia, I think I see what you're getting at. I don't think you do. Blanche, will you marry me? Um, god that show so like that conversation that discussion about gay people and gay marriage was huge for for that time and also i think it's really cool that joke at the end the punchline that they're building to is not at the expense of gay people the joke is not how weird or gross or whatever gay people are like it, it is a funny joke that does not that yeah doesn't make doesn't use us as the punchline yeah yeah absolutely it's uh, absolutely um which actually i fraser is for sure one i watched during uh uh during covid and that one does a pretty good job at not making gay people the punchline like even though they joke about shit okay um and the yeah. other one i wrote down was uh an episode about aids where betty white's character had surgery and got risk for getting AIDS from the the blood or something in it. Yeah. And when Betty Waite's character is having this discussion and freaking out. This isn't supposed to happen to people like me. You must have gone to bed with hundreds of men. (laughs) All I had was one innocent operation. Hey, wait a minute. Are you saying this should be me and not you? No, no, I'm just saying that I am a good person. AIDS is not a bad person's disease, Rose. It is not God punishing people for their sins. Which, like, that is a very just, like, on the nose, like, it it made sense in the context of that. But also is, like, very, like, this is what people are saying about it. And let's directly, they did not mince their words in the writing of that. Yeah, and I don't know what season it was, but it really doesn't matter. We were not having a healthy conversation about HIV AIDS in this country, and it it just we, we just weren't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was brave to take that on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, there's like both gay undertones to the show, and there are some directly gay characters and references in it. So all of that kind of builds to why Golden Girls is a uh, a popular gay show. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching it with um, my now former roommate, and 
it's been slow going rewatching it because we I, I've been not getting ahead. Um, uh, and we, we, we don't see each other that often anymore. He doesn't live here anymore. Um, but uh, it's been really fun to revisit it. And I, I think it, it definitely it holds up better than it should, given its age. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's uh, interesting seeing Betty White talk to uh, Larry King. I like w- watched part of her conversation t- just to get the gay quote from that t- to tell you. But she was talking about how like people don't have one TV series that they uh, get on and then are, are known for. And she's like, and I've had three or, or whatever she said. Yeah. And, and so it, it is it, at that point very much did remind me of Cher and how like she uh, ha- has continued and, and stayed in, you know, in the media doing her thing for so long. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, 2010 I didn't I didn't write it down unfortunately in 2010 uh, hot in Cleveland is happening and uh, the Saturday Night Live campaign to get her to host was happening and somebody was like your career is having a big comeback and and she she said I didn't think I went anywhere (laughs) (laughs) coming back from where Um, I I did see an article reference the Snickers commercial she was in as part of the part of that constellation of things that helped bring her back (laughs) which do I think she like in a Snickers commercial, like got tackled or some, there's something that yep. we were like, Oh lady playing football. That's crazy. Oh, That's cause she crazy. ate a Snickers that checks out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I have about Betty white. All right. Well, we, I mean, we should probably, we talked a little bit earlier in our production meeting about like, this is probably the golden girls episode. We might do a golden girls episode, like after we run out of shit to talk about, but this is likely it. So, Dear like, listener, when you get to our Golden Girls episode, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel, and that's right, exactly. when it's time for you to maybe not listen anymore. Yep, <laughs> this is your yep. pre-warning. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly right. Um, yeah, do you? What do you think about this? Like, which Golden Girl are you? Which Sex in the City character are you? Which, you know, all, all of that. Um, <sighs> and, and I have to ask you if you have an answer. Do I? I don't. I don't think I do. I do, I do this with like sex of the city. I'm like, I'm this person and that person. It's like, that's not the point. I don't know. Who am I? Am I, am I Blanche? Hint, we answered this question during the 250th episode Q and A. What did I say then? Can I use my answer? Can I cheat I off myself? I don't remember. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, one thing about the Q and A episodes, I am drunk when we do I... those. I <laughs> yeah this past time yeah i i blame covid <laughs> for, for um, 300 I, we're definitely doing the tour de francia i have to figure out what the fuck that is but we're oh, doing oh yes uh, yes i'm gonna i'm gonna say rose mixed with blanche i don't think i'm uh b arthur because i like am not that i'm just very tall but that's the end of it like i, right. I do not i i am not a no-nonsense bitch that will stand up and do what's right <laughs> i'm too fragile for that yeah. um who are you um i don't know and if you were going to try to say blanche i was going to argue with you about you um i'm not blanche no, I don't think so. And oh. th- the reason I don't think so is because you're surprisingly private or demure about your sex life when we're not on the air. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and you are not like grotesquely, overtly, flamboyantly sexual with people. Um, like when we interact socially, like you're, you're not, 
you're not pulling your shirt down and like you know strutting your shoulders like she does you know what i mean like it's one of the things that my friends like least about me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah okay i can go more rose oh my god i'm betty white yeah you might be betty white and i am kind of dumb <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's fine but very sweet and but pretty so nice. <laughs> um okay wait but you oh um you had to know this was coming. You had to know that that was the well. Next now question. I don't remember what I what I said on the two hundred and fiftieth. It must have been real Same good. Tease. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I want to be a Sophia, but I I don't know that I I don't I don't know that I'm that mean. Like, <laughs> that's true. I'm, I might also be a Rose, Kyle. No, you're too smart. Hmm. You might be B. Arthur. Yeah, Dorothy. I'll yeah, take, I'll take. I'll take Dorothy. I wish I had more of her, like, or I wish, yeah, I wish I had less fucks like she does. Mm. But um, anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, and Dan is Blanche. Okay. Uh, did we do it? <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I was both excited to, like, you know, we, we planned this because of news and, you know, everyone's talking about it and everyone, like, we kind of know, like, she's a gay icon or, or, like, people said that. Also, I think I came across, I was also worried, like, I, how much do, am I going to have to talk about? Like, I don't, I don't know. She was in a lot of shows. Uh, uh, I think stumbling upon some of these interesting, like TV tropes and th- like stereotypes about old people. I don't know. There were just some interesting things that I came across that like actually fitted to our show's theme of talking about stereotypes more than I expected to. So I yeah. want to say I'm proud of me. <laughs> I'm proud of you too, Kyle. Um, yeah, I think we did it. Okay. We did it. RIP Betty White. Rest in power. We love you. Uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Thank you for being so dead. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. Like Betty White, we're back. <laughs> well, if she rises from the dead, I will worship her like Jesus. <laughs> Uh, better heard than anyway. Um, we're gonna do gay sinceritas. We're gonna do our gay. Sin- God damn it, my fucking mouth today, Kyle. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But, but first, first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook at Gayish Podcast. And we have a Facebook group and a page and a Discord and join all that stuff. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, real quick, we were in Gay Gender magazine, so if you yeah. want to, you'll have to pay for it. But there's an article in there about us. Um, yeah, they interviewed us. They asked us questions about stuff and we answered them and they put it in a magazine. Yep. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Uh, <laughs> um, rate, review, subscribe, and recommend you fuckers. It's a new year. It's, we need, we need help. All those things help us. Rate, okay, review, subscribe, recommend. We need help. Um, no. <laughs> uh, do you want to do our gaze and straightest? We can do our gaze and straightest. I'm happy to go first. Okay. Unless you're, okay. So 
the straightest thing about me this week, I had uh, I don't don't at me. We were careful. I had a, a little New Year's Eve gathering, and um, the straightest thing about me this week is that while cleaning, I decided to just put some things under my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's like a bachelor straight guy kind of a thing to yeah. do, like yeah. shove shit under the bed to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, I full on ghosted somebody on Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, just was we were chatting, and I decided I wasn't feeling it anymore and i just i just stopped responding Mm -hmm. and i feel a tiny bit bad which is not so gay but just doing (laughs) doing that at all is super gay i think like ghosting is such a thing and i hate it when it's done to me but i just i couldn't i couldn't not this time i yeah i get it um okay my gayest is (laughs) even though Seattle is like it's the middle of like snow apocalypse here. Uh, I still took Reynolds to his grooming appointment. Yeah, you did. I like had canceled this appointment several times, and as I was walking through the snow to get him to his appointment, I was like, I should have can't. This is not the important thing to do right now. <laughs> this is not. I don't know, but I getting prioritizing Reynolds' appearance uh, is my gayest. Uh, my straightest is that when I noticed that I. Th- think I had some hairs like had hair that was like maybe my hairstylist missed or something. I got scissors and I pulled oh. it out and then I just like did a little snip. So oh. <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, the lack of care and attention that I did that with is oh, yeah. straightest. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't cut your own hair, everybody. Eh. Like, or I mean, or or do that's fine. And the, well, I mean, Dan, you get a pass. You don't. Like, <laughs> I've been cutting shaving. my own hair for even when I still had hair. I would just hang a mirror over the back of a door and go for it. Wow! Oh. All right, risky. A listener's gayest straightest. This one comes to us from Discord. CK Jake says, "Gayest going to a small New Year's gathering where the host hired go-go boys and gave all the guests a stack of ones to give to the dancers." Wow! Straightest being too scared to put dollars on them because <laughs> i thought my hands would be too cold but yeah <laughs> kyle is also afraid of strippers i'm not afraid of strippers i just don't i'm nervous to be near them and touch them that's another word for fear okay <laughs> <laughs> mike it sounds like you need to step up your new year's party next year i'm, ex- I'm expecting we- a handful of ones when i walk in the door yeah we had no go-go boys Okay, I'm sorry. Mike. I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to thank Betty White for, yeah. you know, being an, a national treasure, unlike the movie National Treasure. I want to thank her karate champion lesbian stepdaughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to thank the following karate lesbians, uh, <laughs> our super gap bridgers, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nell, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Mark Walcott, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jimmy Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cacciatore, and Jerome York, and CNN Hobby. Thank you for what you do. Please stay alive so you can keep giving us money. Thank you yeah. for being a friend. Thank you for oh, being a friend. <laughs> Well, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be much, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Hopefully.
some reason I felt William Shatner come over me. Right. Which happens. Oh, I wish I could say If someone... Yeah. 